0: The Nightwise.com Podcast, Season 14, Episode 1. Hey guys and girls welcome back to the nightwise.com podcast the one and only podcast with hacks tips and tweaks for cross-platform geeks My name's Nightwise and on the coming 60 minutes I'm gonna be your host on this episode of the nightwise.com podcast season 14 episode 1 Your favorite TV tunes from the 80s and the 90s done right uh, it's a kind of a new format for the show, we're doing everything in a one-take recording with a live mixer in front of me, it gives it a little more, little more dynamic, and it gives me a lot of chances to screw up so you can hear it, because I can't edit anything out. Music's gonna be very important today. I'm gonna take you through 10 tracks from TV shows from the 80s and the 90s that you used to love as a geek. And I found some of the craziest remixes on YouTube which I wanted to share with you. If we're gonna use the original, it has to be very, very good. Otherwise, we are going for the creative side of the internet, just like this one, which is kind of a cheat because it's from the 90s. But this is the opening tune to ER. favorite show from the 90s, featuring a hospital and doctors and stuff, and it's a fantastic mix done by Cindrilla. I'm just going to shut up and let you enjoy, because it really kicks off the dynamic of the show. You're listening to the NightWise.com
1: podcast with hacks, tips, and tweaks for cross-platform geeks.
0: Oh man don't you just love that i originally liked the track which was uh, composed by um let me just check here because i did quite a bit of research um was uh, composed by James Newton Howard. The original track is about three minutes long. This remix is about six minutes, but it turned an already very iconic piece of uh, soundtrack into a very convincing dance track. And I gotta say, being a little bit of a fan of electronic dance music and having scoured the internet for a lot of uh, cover songs of original uh, themes, uh, it's not really, really, really... Uh, Easy to make a convincing track. So um, that's what it's going to be about today. That's what we're going to talk about. Great tunes from the 80s and the 90s from TV shows and cartoon shows that you uh, have probably watched as a kid, you know, sitting in front of the television screen, you know, Saturday morning, annoying your parents and stuff. So um, I kind of went back to what I enjoyed when I was a kid and one of the more, well, stranger tunes that I really liked and that uh, I would dash to the TV whenever I would hear it was the one from Battle of the Planets. Now, Battle of the Planets is actually an adaptation of a Japanese anime series. which is called, get this, Science Team Gachaman from 1972. In the 80s, it was redone into a popular anime series, which aired in Japan, but which got really popular when it was dubbed in English, French, and German, and Dutch. And it's there where I first got my taste of uh, what we called uh, "Strijd der Planeten, because it was Dutch in dub- dubbed in Dutch, that's it, uh, and they called it the G-Force Team. Um, I really like this show. I remember even having audio cassette tapes with the adventures of the GeForce team done by uh, Dutch actor Joop Doderer, who has a fantastic voice. Uh, I looked around for tracks, for samples online of his work for this show, but I couldn't find it anymore. What I really, really like about this track, uh, which um, was composed by Huyt let me get this straight, Hyde Curtin, who actually did a lot of work for Hanna-Barbera, you know, the classic cartoons and stuff. And it really, really shines through because this guy uh, took um, an entire orchestra, took some of the 70s, 80s, disco kind of things and threw it together in an amazing tune. Now, the beginning of uh, a TV show, a beginning of a kid show has to be short but has to really rile you up and get you ready and excited for the adventures of the G-Force team that you're going to watch. And this is one of the tracks that I really, really remember doing that. I'm just going to shut up and let you listen to the original of Battle of the Planets. you yeah. I really like this track. I didn't find a better quality than this because this show is from the 80s and a lot of stuff that I found on YouTube was actually recorded off of videotapes or if there were DVD releases I managed to find them. I love this track of Battle of the Planets with the trumpets and the violins and here and there there's the synthesizer ding dong but it's a really high-paced, fast-paced theme song that is very, very recognizable. I'm going to take it down a little slower when we get to the track of the 1997 TV show Buck Rogers. We all remember Buck Rogers, uh, maybe not so much from the 50s when it used to be a cartoon and then was turned into this black and white, Flash Gordon-esque show about a rocket pilot, but it really got revamped in 1997 uh, 1979 and let me quote uh, Wikipedia here. Uh, in 1990, in 1979, Buck Rogers was revived and updated for a primetime television series of NBC. The plot film was released to cinemas on March. And this is the funny thing. Um, Buck Rogers actually started off as a movie and then became the TV show. Um, what I really uh, like about uh, the the Buck Rogers theme and, and what is can, kind of weird about it is the theme that you're going to hear is the one that you probably remember from the TV show. It's it's very nice and it's very clean, but it actually used to have lyrics. And there was a, you know, a, a version with a singer of this song, and it would feature the opening scenes, not like Buck Rogers floating in space, you know, in his, his frozen uh, space shuttle, but Buck on a bed with, I don't know, a lot of women, which was really, really strange. And because it was you know a different timbre a different sound of the of the, of the original soundtrack it, I don't know it, it almost it, it, it made me feel it was like I was watching something sleazy now the theme was uh, composed by Stuart Phillips and this is the guy who also did Battlestar Galactica and and um, I will give you a link in the show notes to the version with the lyrics. I remember Buck Rogers, especially with his, you know, his uh, robot sidekick Tweaky, and uh, it only aired for two seasons, though. One season Buck on Earth and one season Buck in Space while he was uh, flying around in the searcher looking for the Lost Colony. Kind of sounds Battlestar Galactica-esque, if you ask me. So here's the original theme from the series by Stuart Phillips. (music) man I love this track a great composer he actually also did uh, as I said the TV tune uh, to Battlestar Galactica which is like I don't know it's a symphony it's so so good and it's so so I don't know it it stands the test of time Uh, even the Buck Rogers theme with the uh, slightly disco-ish 70s sound I'm gonna move you guys on to something that you might not know about Um, Captain Future is a science fiction hero, a space traveling scientist and adventurer. Originally published um, in nineteen forties and in uh, from the nineteen forties to nineteen fifty one as a cartoon in Japan. It only became really popular again when they turned it into a um, anime TV show. In 1978-79. Now this was also dubbed in different uh, languages. And it is a track that has always um, been kind of close to my heart. Because this track was composed for the European market. Who would be showing the Captain Future um cartoon, and it was composed by Christian Broom. Now, here it comes. This guy actually did an entire album. So, during the series, you don't only have the opening tune, but you also have several very classic, you know, tunes that they would play as, like, the fight scene or the enemies coming. And these have been released as an album as well, and I'm going to link to it in the show notes. Um, It has a very Star Trek slash pirate feel, and the song that you're going to hear has also this kind of 70s, late 70s, early 80s disco feel. This is one where I refused to look for a remix, because the tune to get to get uh, to, um, Captain Future features a baby grand piano. This song is completely over the top, but none of the covers that I found online featured that. So I'm just gonna show you or let you hear the original to the TV song or the TV tune of Captain Future from 1979, uh, composed by Richard—or sorry, by Christian Broom. Just, just check out the baby grand on this tune. It's fantastic, big, big, classic, classic piano. <laughs> I hope you like that. It it starts out a little sudden, but remember, these are the tunes that have to get you rushing to, um, you know, the TV room whenever you started hearing them to be in time for your favorite show. We're going to kind of go a little bit slower now, because I've really been pumping you up, but we are going to come into the realm of the Wonderful creativity that you can find on YouTube. I'm going to play you some of the most amazing covers to classic TV shows that I found. This song um, was actually um, first composed in 1963 by Ron Grainer, and it is, you know, epic. Everybody knows it, and it's to the TV show of, of course, Doctor Who. Started out in 1963, so it's actually older than Star Trek. It has uh, had so far 13 or 14 iterations of The Doctor, where the main lead role, a time traveler, is played by different actors. And, uh, you know, it's very, very classic. A little bit of information that I found is that the sound that the TARDIS makes as it travels through time was actually done by doing a one by grating a one point coin. Uh, over a piano snare or piano wire kind of funny if you think of it. Um, the version that I found here is uh, the one that's called Doctor Who meets Pink Floyd and it was done by Tanillo Now check out his link on YouTube because he does different iterations of this song inspired by different artists. I'm talking about Doctor Who meets Tangerine Dream, Doctor Who meets this, Doctor Who meets that, and if you've been really listening this is Doctor Who meets Pink Floyd. <laughs> How about that for "Shine on, you crazy Time Lord" or something? Absolutely love this track. There are great iterations and covers that he does from that main song from the Doctor Who theme, and he puts it right back into another artist's inspired, I don't know, version of the um, of the song. Uh, really, really cool mix here, uh, and you write. You really want to check out the other works done by uh, Tanilo on YouTube, links in the show notes. All right, so it's time for our next cover, and we are going to go not to a cartoon, but to another TV show, also from the 80s. And I kind of was thinking about this because one of the members of the cast, uh, which is uh, Jan-Michael Vincent, recently passed away. He was a guy who flew the thing and his name was Stringfellow Hawk. So if you don't know who I'm talking about by now, maybe the, I don't know, beginning of this will kind of jog your memory. Yeah, we're talking about the Airwolf theme and a great TV show uh, also featuring um, Ernest Borgen as Dominic Santini, which you also know from The Black Hole and The Poseidon Adventure. And this is a fantastic track of which there are two versions. There's a synthesizer version and there's an acoustic orchestral version and both work. I have actually found the version of uh, Mr. McNoggin, which did a synth wave cover of a majestic Airwolf theme. The original helicopter was a modified Bell 22, just painted black with extra plastic on it, but boy does it bring back some memories. I'm going to enjoy the track here because this is Synthwave meets your childhood memories meets Airwolf. I absolutely love the sequencer on this thing because, you know, the returning sound kind of reminds you of the blades of Airwolf whirring around and I can just hear the chopper flying by with the sound effects in the background. Really, really great piece of music. The original was actually composed by Sylvester Leve. Some other covers that I found are, well, let's say they are metal heavy. Ready for some heavy metal? Because we're gonna get some heavy metal. Because for some strange, strange reasons, people with long hairs, guitars, and amplifiers love their 80s TV shows and love their 80s TV tunes. They love them so much, they take them, they put them through their electric guitars, their amplifiers, and their they bang their heads to it. I have found multiple heavy metal covers, so it's going to be kind of like, I don't know, a heavy metal-esque concerto or or polonaise or, I don't know, back-to-back featuring long guys with long hair and impressive guitars doing impressive things like covering that track from Stuart Phillips. He's an American composer and he does scores for, once again, Battlestar Galactica. Same guy that we heard for the Bach Rogers theme. And this one is, or Stuart, is once again responsible for another piece of music in our ears that uh, will remind us of a black car with a red light going back and forth. And this is actually, this uh, show was produced by the same guy who uh, produced Battlestar Galactica. So Glenn Larson kind of took a little bit of Cylon and put it in a black car, and then he said, it needs more David Hasselhoff. And when you put a black car that talks with the voice of uh, Mr. Feeney from Boy Meets World, played by uh, William Daniels, and you put the Hoff in it, well, then you get this. takes you back right okay uh, we need more metal more metal now that's not enough metal more metal grow your hair get a guitar better not better still get two guitars bang your head around more metal okay all right here we go one two three four ready for some more metal kind of blows the curls right off uh, David Hasselhoff's hair. Still needs more metal. Yep, bring on the guitars. All of that and more in Season 14 of the Nightwise.com Podcast kicking it off with a very nostalgic show. It's a great track, the track from Night Rider. Also working with a sequencer to kind of get that rhythm into your head. I really found when I was doing research for this show, I found it really interesting to see that, you know, composers like Glenn Larson, who used to do, um, you know, Battlestar Galactica and then Knight Rider, actually took their composers along. So you get the same names for epic TV cues like Battlestar Galactica, Buck Rogers, and of course, Knight Rider. Um, the cover that we've been uh, listening to was done by, let me check here, uh, the theme rock cover by Objective Guitarist pretty impressive, and they actually make quite of an improvisation on the track because, well, the original TV track is like, I don't know, a minute or something, so you have to kind of spin it into an entire song. I've been finding more and more of these great covers online uh, on YouTube done by guys, and one of the great inventions of, you know, digital recording is that you can record yourself multiple times. So for example, it's not, uh, you you used to need a band, but you don't really need a band anymore. You can just have yourself and record yourself over and over until you kind of become your own, I don't know, rock band. And that's exactly what, Cyril did here. He actually recorded himself multiple times, singing, drumming, playing the guitar, and singing his own main lead track and his background track to a track that was composed by, uh, let me check here, um, Rob Paulson, the music... um, that was the original singer, where and the track was composed by Mark Shulman. Um It was for a cartoon series uh, that was done um, for DIC Auto, Auto Visual. Sorry, I have to read off the show notes here. And I should have put the font a little bit bigger. I'm, I think I'm getting old. And it was about cars that would transform, kind of transform. And for some strange reason, the drivers of said cars needed a mask the well the scenarios were kind of thin and there was a very annoying little boy and his robot but for the rest it was a great tv show and of course many of you probably know which i'm what i'm talking about when i um kind of let you hear what this is mask great show from the uh, 80s um about semi-transforming cars robots little boys and very very strange storylines great cover here uh, by the, by this guy who uses a guitar to actually you know replace the synthesizer tune I still have to get used to all the new buttons and knobs that I have when I'm uh, doing a live recording where I actually have to mix in jingles and stuff like that. So I hope you bear with me (laughs) as I get this down again. My God, it's been a while since I've done a show, but um, doing this, it's great to be back. Kind of reminds me of the uh, old days of podcasting where where we would be listening to Adam Curry doing exactly what I would be doing right now, standing up. I'm not sitting down behind a microphone and trying to mix together an entire show (laughs) in one piece. Um, The uh, gentlemen that we're going to listen to, the gentlemen, because uh, there are uh, several of them, uh, are called the Hamachi Music Lab, and they are bringing the cover of the Thundercats, an American franchise that was actually built around a toy line of cat-like creatures that were kind of the crossover between, I don't know, He-Man and, I don't know, Kitty or something? What's it called? Miffy? is that, no, that's not the name, I don't know, um, I don't know, whatever, uh, where you would have these cat-like humanoids that would, you know, really rock, uh, uh, on some planet and fight the evil forces of whoever it was. I really enjoyed the Thundercats, uh, I never realized how hot the girl was, uh, was it Tila? Yeah, I think it was Tila. It was like, wow, but you were like 10 and you didn't, you know, we were watching Lionel and his sword, we should, we should have been Paying attention to Tila. The show actually ran from 1985 to 1989, but there is actually a decent reboot in in 2010, and you can find those links on YouTube as well. I like the Thundercats. The only thing that they had is because they had to was these uh, moral messages at the end, which uh, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe also uh, had to have. And I was reminded of uh, the Thundercats when I, wore, when I watched the first episode of uh, Star Trek Voyager and we actually met Neelix. And for some strange reason, and this will stick with me um, for the rest of my life, I will think... Neelix is the, I don't know, the upright walking version of Snarf, which was the, you know, the, uh, the, the annoying comic relief cat like character from the Thundercats. Once again, uh, a great song with a lot of eighties nineties influences. We were big on hair and guitars back then. Every single show kind of had one of these um, rock like uh, sounds, either very robot esque uh, synthesizer like or very very you know heavy metal guitars. We were all deep, deep into metal. So the cover that I found is the same thing, done by a band, and they are going to go for the -the over-the-top version of the Thundercats. short version of that i don't think that you can keep this up for three minutes i don't i don't think anybody has the stamina to play like a six minute version of the thundercat song and i don't know as a crowd it would be a little bit too much to take because it's so high paced it was originally composed by kevin Kleisch, who got his inspiration as he said from john williams and james horner among others um He uh, actually made an orchestral version, but uh, kind of put synthesizer items into the mix there to make it all sound good. And we just, you know, listen to the heavy guitar rock version, as uh, there are plenty of them out of there on YouTube. Um, The next um, show that I'm going to talk to you is going to be a show that features Greek mythology. Greek mythology is boring, unless you tie it into a cartoon, then it's still boring, but then you make the main character um, a kind of a space captain, becomes less boring, and you send him on an epic mission. This was a great show that I watched as a kid, and that I only started to appreciate as I get older because I suddenly started to see that all of the names and all of the characters in there were actually from Greek mythology, and the main character was reenacting classic Greek mythology myths and stories. I am, of course, talking about Ulysses 31. Great, great series. Um, it's a French, get this, French Japanese animated television series from 1991 uh, that kind of updates the Greek mythology of Odysseus, known as Ulysses in Latin, to the 31st century. The show, the show comprised of 26 half hour episodes and was produced by DIC Audio Visual. So, great uh, show once again, a lot of anime there, also of course because it had to be kid-friendly, there's some comic relief and uh, stuff like that, but it was so cool because the uh, English-spoken version, uh, it was actually... French, Japanese in production, featured some great voice actors. And I always loved the voice of the computer and uh, and I love the, the shape of the ship and stuff. There's a little bit of controversy around the Ulysses show um, because there's a battle theme which... Uh, appears to be the Imperial March composed by James Williams totally ripped off. It's so bad that you can't find a version on the internet anymore because it's all been removed by the evil overlords of Disney. But I have managed to find a great cover to the original song, and the cover is done by Video Micro. The original of the song is done by Denny Crackett and Ike Egan, and the song is called Ulysses 31. Oh my god. Green home, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about a cover. This is actually a very, very good song in its own right. I thought always, I've always been thinking that this should have been a pop song. This this, this had pop song potential. Mm-hmm. The one thing that did not have pop song potential, but that did stick around in our minds for years to come, is of course the opening tune of Transformers. Now, there's a great history behind Transformers. We started uh, to see Transformers as we knew them from starting from 1984 to 1987 in the original um uh, TV show, the cartoon series, which were, if you look back at them, pretty lame. But it has, you know, started out as a, a cultural movement, which has been moving forth ever since then. And we've had many, many, many iterations of Transformers, even though Michael Bay got his dirty little hands on it and kind of ruined it. But it's still there. And there are a lot of cartoon shows still running. And if you really want to know more about <clears throat> the history of transformers we've got a link in the show notes to kw 502 no 505 where we actually uh in interviewed well introduce, introduced and interviewed um transformer connoisseur and fan of the show jaspio who uh talked about uh, his knowledge of Transformers. Now, Transformers was actually once again an example that there was this TV show that was written around uh, a toy line, and that was the general idea to make a TV show and, you know, sell toys. And that was why in the later seasons of Transformers, many of the main characters got, you know, killed off. I'm talking about of course the death of optimus prime because they just had to sell the new toys not always with success if you really want to know about the entire history of transformers and there's a lot of interesting stuff to tell i would uh recommend uh looking at the documentary on netflix which talks about the history of transformers where they are uh today where they're coming from and you know all kinds of interesting lore um the track, of course, features uh, a couple of very uh, predictable lyrics, which came back on the boxes and the packaging of the toys. You know, it was all one big ad, but still, we kind of loved it. Um, the original, let me check here before I knock my um, my laptop down, was... Um, Composed by uh Ford Kinder and Anne Berant. And the cover that we're gonna listen to is done by Neko Machines. And again, bring out guitars, amplifiers, long hair, and rock and roll. If it works. Here we go. <laughs> go out and buy the damn toys. (laughs) That's what they used to say over at Hasbro when they played this. Wow. If you still need coffee after listening to this uh, podcast episode, well, then you suddenly, well, then you certainly have, um, you know, kind of, A lack of energy, because man, this has been one one high-strung show. Before we round up, I just want to say thank you for tuning back into the nightwise.com podcast. I kind of sound like an amateur because I've been out of the podcasting thing for um, a couple of months now, and coming back to it and doing it in this way, in a one-take show, kind of brings me back to the radio days. Before we close off, I just want to geek out a little bit with you to tell you what actually uh, is the setup is that I'm using right now. I am using, for starting and cueing the music and, and playing the samples, uh, I am using a DDJ-RB uh, mixer table, which is a MIDI controller. And the software, after long uh, a long quest to find the right thing that would do the right thing uh, and make everything work the way that I wanted it to, is actually open open-source cross-platform software. I'm using Mix, M-I-X-X-X, available on Linux, Mac, and Windows to um, play the tracks, to record everything, to organize my music database, and to actually pipe in my microphone, as I'm doing right now, um live which is a usb microphone and this was one of the only pieces of software that supported all of those functionalities and i had uh you know i had several you know purchased pieces of dj mixing software lying around that just couldn't do what a free cross-platform and open source app like mix could do and that is you know give me the tools to produce this show in one take Bloopers, um, ums and ers, and everything included. So before we close off, uh, I'm going to step kind of out of the um, out of the, the the theme of the show because I had been looking, of course, for a good cover of the Star Trek thing, You know, being a Star Trek fan, and there aren't any. There aren't any that kind of come close to. Or kind of really pay tribute to to uh, the, the the original theme song, the Next Generation, Deep Space Nine. So I decided to do something else. I went looking on the internet for the wonderful, wonderful creativity that's out there. I really, really enjoyed putting together this show. I have spent hours on YouTube looking for covers and selecting uh, songs and deleting others and boy, people, I have found some strange stuff. I was actually considering playing to you the theme song from The Next Generation done by a Slovakian guy on an accordion in his basement, but I decided that would just be a little bit over the top, but you wouldn't believe the things I've heard and the things I've seen. I'm going to end, not with Susumis, but with a wonderful track done by Pogo. And Pogo is known for doing fantastic things with samples. And you know, I would... Back
1: when I was in the academy, we would follow every toast with a song.
0: And I would uh, highly, highly recommend that you check out this video. This guy is fantastic. I love the track. It's completely out of line with what we're doing, but just sit back and enjoy. I always turn this on when I'm in a bad mood. It always cheers me up. Enjoy. You've been listening to the Nightwise.com podcast, Season 14, Episode 1. I thank you for listening. Go over to the website, www.nightwise.com. That's K-N-I-G-H-T-W-I-S-E.com. And subscribe to the show. You'll get everything in your podcatcher. See you guys next time.